Welcome to GRIT, the Real Estate Growth Mindset Podcast, hosted by Brian Charlesworth, founder of Sisu. Sisu provides growth automation software for real estate. You'll hear stories from real estate thought and technology leaders, team owners, and brokers on how to grow their business in a rapidly changing industry. You'll learn how to transform your brokerage and teams into a high-performing and analytics-driven business so you have a new, durable, competitive advantage against disruption in your market. So let's get right into it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the GRIT podcast. I have a really fun episode for all of our listeners today. I'm super excited to have... Uh, this is a really unique interview because I've never interviewed anybody like this, Peter. So looking forward to this, but I'm Brian Charlesworth. I'm the host of the show. I'm the founder and CEO of Sisu, uh, which is the real estate growth automation software. And today our guest is Peter Shravmade, I believe is how you pronounce your name. Is that right, Peter? Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, okay. good, good, to, good to be here. Thanks for having me on the grid. Yeah, awesome. We're excited to have you here. So Peter started with Box Brownie. Uh, how many years ago was that, Peter? Uh, it's about four and a half now, four and a half in, in total. Okay, so four and a half years ago, I know at the time you started, Box Brownie was not in the situation they were today, maybe struggling a little bit cash flow wise, uh, struggling to figure out what their model was. And you came in and made a significant difference in the business. Um, so maybe you can tell us a little bit about that story and just how you've gotten to where you are today. Uh, if you have a few minutes to, to go down that yeah. road. Yeah, I do. So um, I was the head of a hotel operations. I was the operations manager for a hotel franchise. And um, ironically, I was spending not enough time at home. Um, was one of the driving factors for me to resign that job. Uh, and I was owed a, a quite a large amount of annual leave, um, sitting with my feet up on the coffee table in the living room, enjoying uh, no work at all, but also going a little bit stir crazy. Uh, I don't know if any of you out there have ever um, had a job that's occupied all of your time and attention and then you lose that and you kind of go a bit stir crazy. I was kind of in that period uh, when a company that I'd seen before called Box Brownie, they posted an advert for a personal assistant. Uh, so, I, I mean, I'm not a personal assistant. I'm, I'd make a terrible personal assistant. But I, I sent in my full resume uh, to, to the boys, uh, actually specifically to a former owner of Box Brownie, so someone who's cashed out now, um, and Mel. Mel was the guy I met who's a CTO, CFO, CEO, all of the Cs. He, he kind of has all of those titles. But um, yeah, that was the first time I met him. Uh, and Box, it was really interesting because Box Brownie um, back in those days was definitely not profitable. Uh, we really didn't have much idea of direction and, and you know, even a lot of the um, the work that we were doing is not aligned with the work that we're doing now. So um, six months later, we had become financially viable. And, and so ever since then, the last four and a half years feel like four decades. You know, even though we, we're probably moving fast as far as a property technology startups concerned, it goes at such a pace that a day feels like a week to me you know a week feels like a month and and that hasn't you know the pandemic period that we currently in hasn't helped it feels yeah. like you know 10 years since march <laughs> <laughs> so so look it's been an exciting ride i've i've thoroughly enjoyed it i've met some really cool people along the road and and we show no signs of abating or slowing we we continue to kick goals um and and move towards different targets awesome so for those of you who can't tell peter is from down under uh, he's in Australia. He's on lockdown there. Not really. Uh, they're just locking everybody else out because COVID <laughs> is not in the country. So lucky for you, Peter, masks don't exist right now in Australia. No, no. And you guys we, go back to, to normal life other than you're, you're stuck on the island. Is that right? Yeah, look, it is, it is bad down in Melbourne. So down in the southern end of Australia, uh, one of our states is having a bit, particular battle with it, but seems to be coming good now. But the rest of Australia, the other states and territories are all, um, yeah, it, life is proceeding as normal as possible. Um, you know, I suppose it doesn't help you guys because I'm well aware of what is going on in the US at the moment. So, you know, maybe let's move on from that. <laughs> but uh, look, it is, it is good to let you know that there is um, life after COVID and, and you can get a hold of it. So, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's interesting where I live, things are, everyone's back in school. Obviously, there are times when you need to wear a mask, but um, but life is life is you know rolling and just like it always was. So yeah, good to hear. 
uh, and I know that's different in every state, but Peter, you've had, you have a real estate background. You've been in real estate for about 19 years, I believe. You did res you've been in residential, you've been in commercial, and you've also been in investment properties. And so I guess when you went into Box Brownie, Box Brownie was trying to figure out exactly what they were doing. And you brought that real estate uh, background into this picture and said, hey, this is a direction we should go with this. And for those of you who don't know what Box Brownie is, uh, Maybe, maybe you can give us a little update on that as well, Peter, but Box Brownie yeah, sure. is a tech, tech company that can basically make your images look amazing and, and help you market properties better or anything else for that matter. So. Yeah, yeah, right. So f first, first off, we're a website. Um, we, we enhance imagery. So we edit imagery uh, native to property, mainly related to property. And so um, you, you know, an, an agent taking a photo with their iPhone, we can make that look like a million dollars and we do that for a dollar sixty. And then there are all these other edits that we have. We can take a daytime photo and convert it to a twilight. We can remove the tenant's furniture out of a property. We can virtually stage a property. We can even renovate a house. Um, you know, we redraw floor plans and things like that. But basically all of the products exist around the premise trying to make a, um, I guess, an agent better at marketing a house than what they currently are. So, so that's, that's where we are now. And I suppose when I, when I came into the business, back to your first question, um, you know, it, it wasn't so much that I changed it. It was uh, the, the owner founder is a guy called Brad Filipponi, and he's a, an incredibly talented um, real estate photographer. So he already, he already had that, um, I guess, segment under his belt. But when you're starting a startup, it's quite difficult. Like back in those days, Brad was still shooting uh, property because there was not enough um, money to go around. Like we weren't profitable. We couldn't pay a wage. He couldn't draw a wage. So he had to continue to do what he needed to do day in, day out. And I just happened to be, um, you know, I, I suppose the person who could step in and could afford uh, to take time to to really grow the business, and that was that was uh, my involvement in the role. Obviously, you know the other part to that is we have a a brilliant genius in the in the area of Mel Myers who has uh, developed the technology back end behind Box Brownie. So it's it's kind of a three way prong, and um, you know it it's made us what we are today. Okay, so exciting. So uh, most of our listeners are probably team owners who probably pay for real estate team owners who pay probably for their pictures. So if you're speaking to a team owner right now and like when, when would be the best application to actually take advantage of your technology? Like, is it when I'm putting a home on the MLS or, and if, if I'm staging it in pictures uh, and then someone gets in the house and it doesn't look nearly as good. Talk mm -hmm. to us a little bit about that and just yep. how you've seen this flow into the real estate world. Yeah, so I mean, there's a, there's a couple of things that I'd I'd say to to team owners, and the first one is, um, you know, gone are the days where you can simply uh, hire a professional photographer, get them to take images, write copy, and put it on the MLS, and and hope that it sells. Um, if the pandemic period has taught us anything, uh, there are really five key areas that you need to cover off. Uh, when you're marketing a property. And, and the first one is imagery. Um, and, and I'll park that, I'll come back to it in a minute. These five things, by the way, they're National Association of Realtors stats. So these are off, um, if you want to have, go and have a look at it. Uh, there's been a survey for the last seven years called the National Association of Realtors uh, Generational Home Buyer and Seller Trends. And it talks about the five things that purchasers want to see as far as property marketing is concerned. So the first one is is good imagery. The second one is copy with essential detail. The third thing is floor plans, um, a very, very underutilized um, tool. Uh, over 50% of your buyers want to see one, yet only 5% of the MLS listings have one. Um, virtual tours, they sit at about under 10% of MLS listings is number four. And the fifth thing is video. So, um, you know, that five prong approach uh, is, is almost the complete marketing circle. If you're going to market any property and you include those five things, you've covered up on, on all generations that may be interested in the property. You've covered off, off on everything that is there. But more specifically, um, you know, what we've learned during the pandemic period is that um, 
people are no longer buyers in particular are no longer going to want to go and investigate 60 or 70 houses in the hope of finding that one. They're going to want to be qualified a lot better for the, the three to four to five properties that they actually eventually go and look at in hope of selecting that one. Um, and and that, that has become incredibly clear. And in it, the challenge that I have to the team owners out there is how you describe the property has never been as important as it is now. Because, you know, a lot of agents sit out there and think I'm selling a house, but really what they're doing is they're marketing a product to a given target audience or audiences. And so they're taking, every house is different. They're taking that product. Hopefully they're identifying as to who it may be that will purchase that. And they're sculpting a marketing plan that suits that. So, you know, in a, in a maybe a 60 second bundle of an answer to that question, there is so much, there is so much that um, uh, the general state of American property marketing can do better from photography through to videos, uh, through to virtual tours, floor plans, and even copy. There are so many ways that you can enhance your marketing and make it better. And the best thing about that is it's statistically proven to sell a house faster and for more money. So, you know, if, if there's one takeaway that I could do, um, a lot of teams spend hundreds of thousands and tens of thousands of dollars on lead generation and whatever else. It's a couple of bucks to fix up your marketing. It really is not, not expensive at all. Um, you know, spend some time, focus on that and, and, and develop that tool before before any of these other things come, because you, you may find that you just don't need it. So Peter, in hearing those five things, I'd like to cover each of those if you're okay with that. And imagine I decide I'm gonna do this on every property. I may get 200 listings a year. Yep. I wanna do this on every one of these properties. I'd like to first know what the relationship with you guys is, looks like as far as expense, but I'd like to really dig in and say, okay, in those five categories, what do I need to provide to you so that you can make that look amazing? As I, as I heard you talk about those, the two that stand out to me that most people don't really do a good job of, floor plans, absolutely. Mm, yeah. And then video. Most people don't have video. Mm. You know, they might have a 3D tour depending on if they're willing to pay for that. But how much, how much are they paying for that with some of these other technologies versus what they would get from you guys? So let's, let's hit in on some of those areas. Yeah, correct. Okay, so let's start at the beginning. Uh, good imagery. Look, you know, things that you should rule out. If you're taking a photo yourself, um, and, and believe it or not, um, I, I would estimate about 85% of American agents actually do do their own photography. They take their own photography. Um, and that's why we have such a field day in this area. We charge $1.60 to, to professionally edit that image. So what, wait, um, what percentage would you say take their own photography? Uh, about, about 85, about 85. Serious? Yes, I am deadly serious. Oh, I thought I would have thought it was about 20. No, see a lot of them will, will tell you they do, but they'll only do it on the higher end properties. It is that rampant. And if you want to just do a brief check on that, go to your own MLS and look through the first 20 listings and tell me how many of those you think have been professionally shot. Yeah. Um, and, it's, and you'll, it's really easy to see the iPhone ones right away, especially when you get the, your first bathroom, right? Correct. But I mean, that's changing. So recently we've developed, a, you can read about it at our blog um, that has turned an iPhone. See the cameras in the iPhones and the, and the Android, the smartphones in general are actually getting that good that we now bench test them against the Nikon and the Sony DSLRs and they beat them. Recently, they've started beating them. So the iPhone 11 and the Samsung S20 both took out a Nikon D7200 the other day, which is an impressive feat. Oh in yeah, that's right. a nice camera. Yeah, so what I, you know, I guess where I'm going with this is we've now developed a technique. Um, there's, a, there's a technique called bracketing where you take a series of images. Um, there's an app you can buy for six bucks now. <laughs> you can press a button. Um, it will take a series of seven photos. You can send that to us and the results are professional. So, you know, gone are the days. Um, what, I would what's actually, the name of that app, Peter? It's called Camera Pixel Pro only works on an iPhone. So if you're an Android user, you're going to have to stick to just taking the, the singular photos, but camera pixel pro and all of the data that you need for that, the recommended tripod and smartphone mount is available at the blog. If you want to follow that up. Okay. Uh, so that, you know, I, I guess what I'm saying to people is to stop thinking about I've hired a professional photographer because that word professional in front of photographer is a highly subjective term. That can mean my best friend's sister's girlfriend's uncle's father has now a Sony uh, digital SLR and, shoot, and he's shooting. What I'd prefer teams 
to say is, is not that they um, have hired a professional photographer, but their output at the end of the day is professional. And, and, and let me give you a really, really, really big tip in actually picking whether it's professional or not. It, it will change the way you view properties. Go to an internal picture, one that is of the interior of the property that, and, and check to see whether you can clearly see outside the windows exactly as, as your eye sees outside the window now. If you cannot do that, the, the output is not professional. That doesn't mean that the professional photographer isn't, but there are three parts to professional photography. There's the preparation of the property. There is the actual shoot and the technique, and it has to be done using a technique called bracketing, the series of images that emerge together. And then there's the editing. Now, without those three, you don't get a professional output. So where, where I'm at in looking at the American market, is that those three very rarely align. We, we estimate less than 5% of the, the North American, that's not just you guys, that's Canada as well, actually use all of those three together. Some get the professional photographer to site and they take photos, but they don't include the photo editing. Some get the preparation right, then they shoot it with their iPhone, but very rarely do they put all three together. So my challenge on the first one, the photography one, is be more discerning. Uh, you know, how does, how does your photography stack up to the best in the world and be best in class as far as that's concerned? So um, that's one. Peter, I, want, I want mine to be best of class. So let's say I have 25 images that I get right now from my photographer, unless it's a really nice house, then I get 50. Um, and that's just the arrangement I have with my, call it quotes, right? Profes yep. Professional photographer. Yep. But I'm thinking, hey, I can't really see out those windows like you just described. So what's the step? How would I go about getting that to you? I don't want to shoot pictures myself. Yep. How, how do I leverage what you guys do to make sure my quality is where it needs to be? Yeah, I'd start before that. I would ask your professional photographer to bracket. I would show them examples of what you want to see and get them doing it. Um, and then, then it fits in with that process. That doesn't necessarily even include box brownie. I mean, they can send their images to us to edit them if they want, but you know, they can, they can edit them themselves legitimately. Yeah. Um, the thing that you need to be is just best in class. You need to be able to see clearly outside those windows. Yeah. So okay. whether you, you know, I'm not saying to people on this, on this podcast, ditch your professional photographer. No, absolutely use it, but make sure that their output is professional. Okay. Great, great advice. So let's take the other 85%, I guess, yep. Yep. who are shooting photography themselves. What's the process if they want to get that image to you, get it back, get it on the MLS, and how yeah. much does it cost? Yeah, as a basis, if you're taking photos yourself, you just have to upload an image to Box Brownie. You sign up for free. There's no subscriptions. We don't charge you a minimum use. There's no catch. You upload an image, and it's $1.60. So, you know, at the very minimum, you do 10, $16 or 20, 32. Uh, it's not rocket science. It's not difficult. And the, the difference is night and day. Um, you, you know, we, we started doing this when iPhone 4s were a thing. So we're used to really rubbish quality. Uh, these days, most smartphones will give you high enough quality for us to deliver it back to you as a really professional output. So, you know, legitimately, we can, we can do that. And then there are a bunch of other cool edits like... Um, you know, when you've got an exterior shot looking at the house, you can change that daytime to a twilight. And the reason you do that is because the twilight images on, on the MLS get four times more clicks. Mm -hmm. uh, statistically, you, can, you, can, you guys can make that change. So if, yep. and it's if, I, I, wanted, if I wanted that, that twilight look, you can, you can turn the lights on and darken the sky for me? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a legitimate tool. Photographers use it in their own right. Have you ever wondered what happens when a photographer gets out to a, a site and um, let's say it's a cloudy day, they can't get that perfect um, shot that's there? Um, well, they will every day of the week, they'll enhance it. And I, I know this is a podcast, so you guys probably can't see it. But right now, Brian's looking at a daytime shot, right? You're seeing that? Yeah, so for those of you driving, you might want to go check this out on our YouTube site. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. We put it there as well, but yeah, yeah. I yeah, it's a daytime shot. So for four dollars, we 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 do this to it, and it's it's oh, not wow. it's not rocket science. I mean, that's less than a cup of a cup of your Starbucks coffee in the morning, but that one will get you four times more clicks on the MLS. And and the thing about the twilight shoots is not that they're dramatic shots or anything, but there's something emotional attached to it. These are yeah. the times that the person is coming home to their significant other 
who may be a pet for all I care. It, it's not, it's by the by, but this is the time that they're cracking a beer or opening a wine for the first time of the day. And um, it's, it's such an easy edit to utilize that, um, you know, it should be on every listing. If I could tell you that any photo was going to get you four times more clicks on the MLS, you would do it. And by the way, for those of you who are watching, um, who want to know about the image enhancement for $1.60, this is taken with an iPhone 6. Um, we enhanced that for $1.60. So that's that's $1.60. Legitimately, the second shot, and I know you're, in, you're on a podcast, so you're going to have to go to YouTube and check it out. But the second shot is professional. It's well and truly worthy of being on the MLS in its well, own the, right. The second one makes me feel like I'm buying a new home that was, uh, <laughs> right? That it's, almost, it's almost like seeing one of those drawings, but yeah. Yeah. But it's the same edit. It's the same yeah, edit that nice. a professional would do to, um, to that property if... Um, you know, if, if they were to take that photo, there, there's no difference between the way they're editing it and the way we do it. In fact, you know, 30% of our clients are photographers uh, they, who, who go out and shoot five a day and don't have time to edit, you know, 250 images. They will send them to us and we will do that for them. Hmm, very cool. All right. So let's talk about uh, item number two. Yeah. So copy, copy is one that I don't need to spend a lot of time on. Suffice to say that in, you know, uh, as the broker owner of multiple agencies in Australia, you either are able to write copy or you're not. And there doesn't seem to be a gray area where maybe sometimes you get it right and sometimes you don't. Uh, either you're really good at doing it or you're, you're pretty much in the other field, which is not good at all. And I've actually found that some of my best agents are really poor copywriters. Uh, what I'd encourage you to do if you are a poor copywriter is... Um, you know, every day of the week, I'd encourage you to outsource that to, to get someone to write the copy. We do do that. Uh, it's, it's something that starts at $35 and actually has been growing. We, we don't push that service very often uh, because we're more about imagery. Um, but, you know, we can write your copy for you. You just have to provide a few images and details on the property. But um, importantly, Brian, back to what the purchasers actually want is they don't necessarily want just copy. They want all essential detail. That was pretty clear in the study. They want to know what hot water system, whether there's a HVAC. They want to know what the floors are made of, what the ceilings are, you know, what the walls are made of. They need the size of the, the house under roof. They need the size of the land. Uh, if there's land attached, they want all of that. And what I'm encouraging agents to do is to spend time actually going and collating enough in information about the product. Now, you don't have to put that all on the listing or on the MLS, but you need to have a data sheet that you can email out to people that tells them the bones about the property. Um, you know, and a floor plan goes a long way on that, which is obviously, the, you know, a nice segue into the third, the third part. But that is also... Um, you know, part of educating them as to the bones of the property. Uh, so number two is, is one that I think has fallen by the wayside. People write a lovely story about the house, you know, about its appeal and whatever else. But what purchasers are actually asking for is they're asking for the detail about the property as well, as well as, you know, to be sold virus story. Um, back when I started in real estate, which is actually, ironically, it is 20 years ago, um, the in my local town, which is in the backwaters of Australia, it's so you'd call it the bush. Um, there was no pictures in the paper, so the only way we were able to describe property was actually using text. And so, a lot of the real estate agents back in those days, who were very effective at selling property, were journalists. Former journalists made really good um, real estate agents. Now, obviously, the world has moved. Things have changed. We, we've got digital imagery these days. The interweb exists. You, I'm talking to you. You're in. You're in Salt. Uh, you're in Utah. I'm in. I'm in um, Queensland, Sunshine Coast. So you know we've moved a fair way since then. But um, the irony is that people have lost the ability to write copy. The new agents coming through have forgotten what a powerful tool that can actually be. So my encouragement to you, if you're a team and you're hearing it, spend some time perfecting your agent's copy. And if they can't do it, there's no shame in that. Um, not everyone is a, a Find word. someone who can, right? Yeah, that's right. And yeah. don't be ashamed about it. You know, yeah. you'll be better off for it. So yeah, that's my advice in copy. Okay. So uh, Third step in marketing a home effectively. Yeah, let me throw this at you. So the, the disgusting thing for me. If you've been enjoying Grit, please help us continue to grow the channel by leaving a five-star review and sharing it with a friend. Now back to Grit. Is, and I get up on my soapbox about this. I do apologize in advance. If you're in your car and listening to me rant, there's nothing worse than hearing an Aussie whinge. But um, 
92% of Australian listings, um, both in sales, commercial, residential real estate, have floor plans. In fact, there is a stat here in Australia that nine out of every 10 buyers would ignore a listing if it didn't have a floor plan attached to it. In the UK, 83% of all listings have a floor plan attached to it. In the EU, 72%. In fact, in Thailand, 74% of all listings have a floor plan attached to it. In Thailand, a third world country. Now, the stat in America is less than 5% of MLS listings have a floor plan. Now, why the heck is that? It's because only 5% are new builds. <laughs> no, but what do you think it is here? Five <laughs> percent. I'm just saying that that's, that's that's called the laziness of us not not going to the extra effort. Yeah, look, I don't I don't get it. Um, I don't I don't think it's that hard, and you you're about to see that again if you're in a, a you know if you're in your car. I apologize in advance, but I'm showing a, a photo of a blueprint at the moment. Um, it's really if if the property has a blueprint, it's it's fairly simple. You just take a snapshot of that with your smartphone. You send it to us. We redraw it for twenty four dollars. Starts at twenty four dollars. Um, this next image I'm going to show you, I use to demonstrate that even a 10 year old can draw a floor plan and you don't have to be a rocket science scientist. You don't need measurements. Um, we have whole videos and tutorials on this on a blog. You can just draw your floor plan. You've got plenty of, I'm assuming that if you're hearing this, you've got a roof over your head. So you've got something to practice on immediately. You can take uh, any kind of paper, draw a floor plan, and we will redraw that for $24. It's not rocket science. Now, I expect agents um, after about five years to be at this standard where they have graph paper. Um, this is a picture with graph paper. This is one I drew uh, just before the end of my practicing um, uh, a career as a real estate agent. I would use two pens. I became really au fait with the symbols. Again, we have them at our blog. You can redraw that as a 3D floor plan and that's uh, that's $32. So it's not, a, not, so a, the not 3D as expensive. Floor plan, can you share that again? So that 3D floor plan is something, it's $32 and you yeah. guys can make that pretty much on every home. What if it's a two, what's a, what if it's a two level, two story home? Yeah. Yeah, good question. Two levels um, in things like black and white and 2D textured, which is another uh, another style that I haven't got up on the screen at the moment. They're 24-hour um, turnaround and they are 24 and $28 respectively. When you go to second story in 3D, it does go up. So it's $32 per level. Um, so you would be paying $64 for a two-level house. Um, good answer, good question to ask. Um, and by the way, the 3D floor plan is the first of our edits that sort of jump into the 48 hour territory. The rest of them are all overnight. The rest of them are what? All overnight. You will get them back. They're overnight. Okay. Yeah. We say 24 hours, but most of them, um, you know, those twilight conversions, for example, they, they quite often come back in a matter of hours. Um, actually a really cool listing tool, Brian, is... Uh, I used to win so many listings doing this. I would drive past the house, I'd take a photo of the front of the house and I would twilight convert that $4. So I would have a twi beautiful twilight image of the front of the house taken the day before, mind you. That's a great idea. Twilight images are $4, you say? Yeah, that's right. And I would make that the centerpiece of my CMA when I came back to actually appraise the property. The other thing that I would do is either I'd either take a snapshot of my smartphone or I'd ask them to text me a copy of their floor plan if they had one. Uh, if they didn't, I would go in for a first inspection and, and draw it and I would get that redrawn uh, for $32. So my, my listing presentation uh, or my CMA, whichever I decided to put it in there, would have a twilight converted image of the front of the house and it would also have a 3D floor plan. And I mean, that's that's 36 bucks I've spent on it, but the, it was never the next person coming after me that they were talking um, because I'd already demonstrated instantly that I was able to market you know, that property to a high level. So uh, that was, you know, just to, just to throw a listing presentation trip. I used to, I used to win like over 95% of the listings that I did just using that one tool. <laughs> well, I, I did a listing training today actually for a team because um, I yep. used to be in real estate and used to, and they brought me in to do that. So uh, we, it, it's too bad that we didn't have this conversation last week, but, <laughs> well, but I'll, make sure, I'll make sure and relay this information forward. Yeah, so it, uh, let's go on to the fourth uh, important point. 
Yeah, so uh, that was virtual tours. We, we talk about virtual tours quite a bit. Um, obviously, they've come to the fore since the pandemic period has been, uh, has been up there. Surprisingly, um, these sit at 42%. So if you go to the National Association of Realtors, uh, home buyer and seller generational trends, about 42% of all generations want a, want a virtual tour. That's high enough to include it, right? So that's well and truly in there. Um, a lot of people don't do it for the fear factor. They don't have a, a virtual tour in, in there for the fear factor. And there are tons of companies that do it these days. Um, you know, everyone's heard of Matterport all the way down. We, we also do virtual tours. Um, it's only something that we've added in the last three months. You, there's a couple of ways of doing it. You can get someone out there to shoot a virtual tour um, and you will use whichever system they have, whether that's Imoview or Rico Tours, it could be Box Brown, it could be Matterport. Uh, you will use that forum or you can do it yourself. And I, I'm encouraging people, uh, especially agents, that uh, having a 360 degree camera actually needs to be part of their toolkit. And it's not so much for the virtual tour that they need to have it. It's more for the freebies that you can do with a 360 camera that don't involve, um, you know, let's say Matterport tours. So on your screen at the moment, you're seeing um, a, a Ricoh Theta V, which is the, the 360 camera we recommend. It really doesn't matter which 360 camera you get. We, we can use all of them. The Ricoh Theta V does a, a really cool function called bracketing, which we, we spoke about a little bit earlier. And you will need a monopod. So a monopod is just a singular stand. Um, those two things will allow you to shoot 360 tours. And, and if you're watching um, on YouTube at the moment, you'll see one such one. Like this is a 360 tour that we do. Uh, the difference between our services and a lot of the ones that are out there is that we are no subscription. So every single product you hear about, uh, there's no catches, there's no gimmicks, there's no minimum use. Our virtual tour um, start at $16. They go through to about 22 and you can use them on a pay per use basis. All you do is you take a photo um, using your 360 camera you give that room a name and upload it to boxbrownie.com and we stitch that together. Um, so when you say $16 to $22, you're saying per room? Per... No, no, for the entire tour. For the entire tour. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and there's other cool things that we do because we're the leaders in image editing. We can do things like virtually stage it. That's, that's optional extras that you can pay for on top of that. But look, if you're an agent and you're not using virtual tours, get stuck into it. It's not a new technology. Uh, virtual tours have been around for um, now the better part of a, a two decades. Uh, they they came to the fore in about 2010. So they're 10 years old now in, in real estate. Um, and they just, it, it is so easy to do it. Uh, the, the Ricoh Theta camera is about the size of my palm. Uh, it's got an eight hour battery life. You can put that up. Um, you can take photos. You can upload those photos instantly to Facebook. Um, you know, so people could actually get an immersive view of it. Uh, it's very interactive. Uh, you're seeing at the moment some of the edits that we do for 360s if you're watching. But um, yeah, I, I just encourage people to get stuck in. I don't really care how you do it, uh, whether it's us you use or someone else. Uh, the, the thing that's clear to me is your purchasers are actually wanting to see it. Um, it just, it qualifies the, the person for the property in a much, much uh, better sense than anything else. Um, floor plans are also pretty good as in that regard. But, you know, like let, let's say I go into a property um, and for whatever reason, I'm allergic to a wood fire. None of the photos include one, but in a 360, I can clearly see that there's one there. Well, instantly, I'm not going to investigate that property. Or, you know, let's say that it's a particular type of um, flooring that I'm after the 360 camera will expose all of that and it will tell me that I actually want it. So what the 360 tours do is they qualify people better for the property. People feel like they've already been to the property when they get there and they can have a look through, um, you know, at, at any rate. So that that's why I encourage any kind of user to get into 360s, um, get yourself a 360 camera, start shooting yourself, whether you put that up into a tour or not, or just Facebook. And one of the other things that I'll show you, um, which is a, a good segue into uh, the last one, which is video. By the way, we don't edit video, but um, one of the things that I want to show you is what you can actually do with a 360 camera in the world of video. Um, so 
Uh, let me just get out of that. You'll be seeing, uh, I guess, a grey screen at the moment, Brian. Is that correct? Yes. Um, and now, if, if you're listening to this, all I'm showing is a mate of mine from the Asian Real Estate Association of America. His name's Garrick Yan, and he has a 360-degree camera on a selfie stick. He's walking through a burnt-out house in San Francisco. And what you can see is me swiveling around this 360-degree video as he walks through. So I can pause that at any stage. I can look up or down. I can look left or right. Um, it's not high quality. It doesn't have to be, which is the beauty. Now he's talking to his purchasers who may not necessarily even be in his city, but this is by far and away the fastest, the easiest and the best way to do a virtual tour of someone who cannot get through a property at that particular point. Um, it, it is dynamite. And if you're looking to add video to your listing, well, again, that 360 degree camera is going to be an absolute gem as far as that's concerned. Of course, if you don't have that, get your best smartphone. Most of them recorded 4K now. You know, there are a bunch of things that you can get. You can get a gimbal to stabilize the view. But at the very minimum, just do slow sweeping pans of the property to give somebody an idea of what's in there. That would round out the top five, Brian. Um, if you were able to do that, and here's my challenge, if you're able to do those five things on every single listing, you would sit in the top 2% of marketers in the US. If you were to do them on every listing, I see agents do them on one, maybe two, they'll do them on their high-end listings. It's really not hard to develop an actual, I suppose, process whereby this happens on a regular basis. So, you know, my challenge to, to team leaders, if you're listening to this, or even if you're just an agent, the, these are five things that, um, you know, the purchasers are screaming at us, telling us we want to see. Uh, they don't seem hard or, you know, in my experience as a practicing real estate agent, I know they're not hard to deliver, um, you know, and if it's not you, get someone else that is able to deliver this every single time. Um, of course, there are a bunch of other things that go with that, that Box Brownie do, like virtual staging and virtual renovation and use them. But the five things that we've spoken about today, take, you know, make sure your photographs are excellent. Set yourself apart doing that. Copies there, um, floor plans. If you're not using one, you know, just give it a try. Just try. Uh, the virtual tours, I'd encourage you to get stuck into those in videos. They are the five golden things that purchasers want to see. And that's my challenge to you today is to do that on every listing. Um, and, and by the way, if you, if you want assistance on any of that or you need me, um, I have a really distinctive last name. You can find me on all of the socials except for Tinder and Grindr. Um, so... <laughs> You're welcome to hit me up. Abuse me for any of the content that you don't agree with. I'm, I'm always happy to hear feedback. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so uh, ideally, I mean, who's your ideal customer? It sounds like any any agent, right? Yeah, well, it depends on what they list. And that, that's the beauty. We, we can't charge a subscription because, you know, you might, like, Brian, you might go out and list a house with furniture today, um, have it professionally shot and have a twilight shoot done and, and, uh, you know, maybe you might come to us for the floor plan. So there's not an indicative user. Uh, but then, you know, old mate down the road might not have the budget for a professional photographer. So he'll go out, he'll shoot using the new bracketing system that we've just shown him. He'll upload all his images. Um, we'll enhance those. We'll do a twilight conversion. We'll do virtual staging and remove items if we have to, remove tenants' furniture, things like that. Uh, we'll do a floor plan um, and he might choose to do a virtual tour. So you, you know, you might come to us just to have a, an image, uh, virtual furniture put into an image. That's fine. Um, you use us as you see fit. Uh, I guess my challenge is just to better yourself in your marketing. Um, yeah. And, and I mean, if you can use us on the way, happy days. But, you know, if you're sitting there going on top of the pops, oh, and by the way, if you are sitting there in your car and you're thinking you're top of the pops, submit your, submit your listings for a free health check and I'll, I'll tell you whether I think you're top of the pops or not. So you can go to boxbrownie.com forward slash health. That's H-E-A-L-T-H. -E and you can submit your listings there. We'll give you a, a free report on where we think your marketing's at. Uh, it's not a sell. It's just simply us saying, you sit here um, out, of, out, of, uh, out of 10. Uh, or yes, we agree, you're awesome. Or there's improvement needed in this area. So if you're genuinely interested about improving where you sit in your marketing, we even offer that free health check. So take advantage of that. Yeah, absolutely. That's, uh, that's great advice, a great opportunity for anybody, I believe. So make sure and go there, you guys. Uh, I had a couple other questions for you. Just I, I was on your website and I saw that you had trusted clients and you had all the major brands, right? I mean, KW and mm -hmm. uh, yep. 
etc. Right, Realty yep. One was on there. I think Sotheby's was on there. Leading yeah. RE was on there. So Remax, all these major yeah. brands are on there. Tell me about your relationships with them, or is that just some of their some of their agents are using you guys? No, actually, we have over 300 uh, franchise partnerships, and that's not just in America. That's globally. Uh, we're in 96 countries, so it's hard to it's hard to sort of keep up with a lot of them. There are um, franchises that I've never heard of. Um, you know. Uh, let's take some of the South African independents. I don't, you know, I don't know of, or they're not known well. Um, and even some of our American franchise groups, they, you know, they're emerging. They're, they're really not well, well known or well heard of. And um, most of those franchise agreements, are, well, all of them are from a corporate level. That's where we prefer um, that agreement to happen. Uh, it allows us to do a, a bunch of things, but mostly it allows us to educate or offer education to the franchise members that are part of those groups to actually move them forward. And that, that seems to be the massive asset. But, you, you know, I suppose the other part about that is that there is no one else, there's no one else in the property technology space actually focusing on the marketing of the property. Um, you could argue photography companies do that. Um, and yes, they do. But they really just focus on that one service that they're offering. Whereas what we are doing is an, a comprehensive all-in-one, these are the things that you need to do to market a house. Um, and, and probably in line with that, Brian, the other thing I'd say is, are you aware in the US of A uh, that when you go to become an agent, you, you sit a certification called an EPRO. Uh, it's a document that I have here. It's about 400 pages long. Now, within that document, there is absolutely no mention of how to market a house for sale. Um, and now, just in another oxymoron that I'm going to throw at you, it's the first thing you do in real estate school in Australia. Um, it it, it has, an, has a title to it. It's how to market a house for sale or lease. That's the first class that you will sit in real estate in Australia, uh, also in the UK and, you know, all places around the world. But for whatever reason, your EPRO certification with the NAR does not actually include how to market a house for sale. So, um, you know, we have found this market in the US and we're really, really trying to force agents, team leaders, brokers, whoever it may be, to consider the fact that it's a, it is actually essential to, um, you know, bringing agents through the system. Um, a lot of agents just prefer to get these buyers agents on that. All they deal with is the buyer. But can you imagine if every single one of them was skilled in actually how to sell a house so they could actually funnel these listings in? And once you control the listing, you control just about everything. So, um, so, so I, if I'm out there listening right now and if I've watched this and I've seen some of this stuff, I probably have an interest in learning more about this. If I go to your website, boxbrownie.com, and I see on boxbrownie.com, hey, the brand that I'm with has a relationship with you guys. What, what's my next step? Because maybe maybe this brand hasn't let me know I, they have a relationship with you guys. Am I better off just going directly to you guys? Or what does that relationship actually do? Yeah, yeah. I, I guess in, in all of those instances, I would encourage you to go back to the brand. And they, they definitely have let you know that we're with them. <laughs> Just every, um, I'm, actually, I'm actually the spearhead of that. So if, if you don't know, it's because you haven't been reading your emails <laughs> um, or something like that. Uh, but yeah, look, the re reality is go to your corporate, ask, ask them as to what it is. Um, but I can say that uh, just as a general uh, a, a blanket. It's a publicly known fact. There are no discounted pricing. So the pricing as you see it on the on the website is what you're going to get. There will be incentives. So if you're a first time customer um, and you're with any of those franchises, yes, go back to them or just send me an email uh, and I'll, I'll respond to you and I'll let you know what the, the various deals are. But Peter at boxbrownie.com is where you can find me. Uh, just shoot me an email and say, hey, I'm with X. What do you offer? And we'll go from there. Okay. Great. All right. So jumping out of that, I think uh, you've done a great job of sharing with everybody what benefits they can gain on marketing properties. Just so thank you for sharing that. I think it's been a great episode. Uh, just a few last questions I wanted to ask you. And I, and I always like to ask this question. I just want to know what your favorite book is or your favorite source of learning. Because if you have a favorite, that's something that I like to take note of. And I will probably read that. And maybe some, mm -hmm. some of our listeners will as well. Yeah, one of my most favorite guys in the whole world is a guy called Warren Tate. And you guys won't have heard of him. He's an, he's an Aussie guy. He lives down in Melbourne. He's under harsh lockdown at the moment. And Warren Tate, he's written a book called I Get You, which is all about the art of communication. 
I would highly encourage anyone to get a copy of that book. Um, I'm not sure whether it's on Amazon, but again, if you can't find it, you can reach out to me and I'll put you in, in touch with the distributors. But a life-changing book as far as I was concerned because it allowed me to understand, uh, I guess, how I communicated and not just with one person, with a group of people from a stage, uh, at a booth, wherever I may be, uh, there are things that we do that allow other people to understand what we're saying better. And, and, you know, we're in this society at the moment, I see it every day, especially with you guys coming close to an election, where people are tearing each other down on social media. It yeah. seems to be a national um, sport, not just for you guys, but here in Australia as well. There's this polarisation that social media uh, puts out there. Books like this allow you to understand what the other person is saying better, but also to eloquently communicate your point to that person without causing offence, without leading into this tunnel of chaos where we're going to hate each other. And, um, you know, on that line, I'm really passionate about people um, expressing some kind of empathy when they are communicating. Like, what is Brian actually saying to me now? Why is he saying it? Where is he coming from? Is there anything I can take from it um, that I can listen to myself and actually you know, improve the way I behave on a daily basis. And, and that's the gist of Warren's book is that he sits there and encourages you to be a better human, but use communication as the tool to get to that point. So um, life-changing book for me, I really like it. It's not one that you'll hear a lot in the US. Yeah, sounds like a great book. I'm going to go download it right now. So if for some reason I'm not able to, you'll be yeah. getting an email from me. Hit, hit so, me up. I'll, yeah, I'll put you directly in contact with the source. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that sounds like something that every everyone should listen to, especially in this day and age. And yeah. I mean, the reality is, no matter what your views are on politics or anything else, like there's there's a there's a civil war going on in the U.S. right now around this election. And if everyone could just take a step back and look at the other side's viewpoints, I haven't <laughs> read that book yet. I will read it, but yeah. Uh, I do take a step back and look at, okay, where is everyone actually coming from? Because no matter what the situation, people believe what they do for a reason. And it's exactly. just somebody's beliefs. It's, there's no, there's no hundred percent right. hundred percent wrong. It's just, yeah, I agree. And we, perspective, need, right? we need to be better at listening and empathizing. Um, just, and that's not just my American brothers and sisters. That's worldwide. If we could just be better listeners and better at empathizing, you know, the old adage of walking a mile in that person's shoes, you don't know why they believe what they believe. And, and um, you, you know, I'm so sick of that. If you are this political party, party we can no longer be friends. That's so dumb. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't, don't be that person, you know, take, take the high road. Listen, that doesn't mean that you need to be weak in your belief structure. You can still believe what you believe. But um, absolutely, the minute that you cut yourself off from another opinion, whether it's one that you don't like, and especially one you don't like, uh, you're a lesser person for it. So, uh, you know, approaching the election, if you can do an Aussie a solid and just be kind to your, your, your humans, I'd, I'd really appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome advice. I love it. So um, living in Australia, I'm guessing Australia is your favorite place, but I know you've been all over the US and probably around the world as well. So yeah. where is your favorite place to visit? Uh, well, you know, I still call Australia home and that's really saying something. Uh, I have traveled quite extensively. I, I've lost track of the amount of uh, countries that I've been to. And that's not just in this job. That's um, in, in, in a former life. I was quite an avid traveler. Um, uh, let's go with the US. There are some places there I really like. I'm a big fan of Colorado. I, I, I was um, a big fan of San Diego. Uh, it reminds me a lot of, of, of Australia. I fell in love with a place called Charleston over on the other coast. That was pretty cool. I, I didn't mind that. Um, and I didn't mind Austin, but for very different reasons. They're probably my four favorite in, in the, in the U S uh, I look, if you get a chance though, there are a lot of beautiful places in America, uh, stunning places, Canada also um, I'd, I'd encourage you. There's a lot of Americans who don't travel to Australia simply because of the distance. Well, you've been locked down in your house for longer than that. So I'd encourage you to get on a plane when you, when and if you can and come and check this country out. It, it's rugged. It's, there's something raw about it. There's something very, very different. Uh, if the people were any more laid back, they'd be falling over. Uh, and there's a real, there's a real refreshing generosity there. They're also quite blunt. They'll call a spade a spade. They'll tell you what they, they think. 
And there's, you know, that there's something refreshing about that. There's something great coming home um, to the lady with the unashamedly Australian accent going, G'day, love, how you going? <laughs> on, the, on the way out of the, the plane. Um, so look, if you get a chance, come to Australia. Um, before you do, let me send you your business card so it's a tax deductible um, <laughs> business trip. <laughs> but um, yeah, look, I am passionate about this land. We've got great barrier reefs. We've got mountains. We've got animals. You you just won't believe. So um, yeah, come yeah. and check it out. Come and check it out. Say g'day. I'm, I'm a big fan, but yeah, there, there are beautiful places wherever you choose to look in the world. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for sharing that. It's a completely different perspective getting that from you. So thank you. <laughs> no um, so uh, last question I have is really, what's your favorite thing to do? Uh, well, I'm a, I'm a musician. Uh, I don't, those of you who are listening on a podcast at the moment um, can probably not see me, but I'm in a recording studio here and I'll just turn the camera around. Uh, it's it's fairly heavily loaded up with musical instruments. Um, nice. And it's it's fully fledged. Like I have um, I have uh, a background in this, and it's it's something I don't do, I suppose, just as a hobby, but actually do professionally. So I I enjoy. Uh, playing uh, music when I can. Uh, I certainly have spent a lot of my life uh, devoting it to the research of, of playing the piano. Um, and, you know, I have three children who do the same. So I, I quite enjoy a lot of that. And probably in a secondary sense, um, my wife and I still play in a soccer team every Monday and a Thursday night. And that's, that's a lot of fun as well. So those two things would be right up there. It, it, it probably not just because of what they are, but because of the link of the, back to my family as well. Yeah. Okay, great. So you told us how to get a hold of you. I know it's Peter at boxbrownie.com for those of yeah. you who need a reminder of that. And then one more reminder of where is the website we go to if we want to get a, a health check on our marketing? Yeah. So boxbrownie.com forward slash health, H-E-A-L-T-H. Uh, the other things I've alluded to on the phone call it will be, or on the podcast is the blog. So boxbrownie.com forward slash B. Uh, if you want any tools or assets that we hand out like price lists or things like that, you can go to boxbrownie.com forward slash PDF. That's short for portable document file, uh, boxbrownie.com forward slash PDF. And you can get all of those. So th those three links are probably the biggest ones. If you run into any dramas, you've got my email address. We've got 24-hour customer service chat and phone numbers on the website. So uh, don't be strangers. Hit us up. Uh, if you, yeah, if you disagree with anything I say, I'd love to hear from you as well. Um, <laughs> fire, fire it through to me and, and we'll, have a, we'll have a conversation. Um, maybe hook up a Zoom call over a beer. All right, Peter. Thank you for joining the show today. It's been a pleasure. For all of you listeners out there, don't forget, share this with your friends. Let them know uh, this podcast exists. Uh, it'll allow us to get more uh, guests like Peter from all over the world to come <laughs> in here and share their expertise with you. So thanks everybody for listening and we'll catch you all next week. Appreciate it. Bye. Thank you for joining us on our podcast. If you have an interest in a free seven-day trial of Sisu, go to sisu.co, S-I-S-U dot C-O. Make sure that you use the coupon code GRIT, that's G-R-I-T, to waive all your setup fees and receive a 10% discount on your subscription. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast and want to subscribe, search GRIT, the Real Estate Growth Mindset on iTunes, Spotify, or Podbean. And with that, we'll catch you next time. Take care.